Welcome to the Tax Cell Podcast, where tax cell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimmon. I'm a tax cell veteran. I am the leading tax cell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Cell Playbook. I'm the founder of the Tax Cell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast brought to you through and because of the Tax Cell Academy. If you're looking to learn more about investing in tax defaulted real estate, just head on over to taxcellacademy.com. All right, today we're going to discuss how to sell your tax cell investment, but not just from a marketing angle. We're going to talk specifically about one topic. Should you try to sell the property yourself or should you hire a realtor? This is something that many people have struggled with over the years. So I just want to be as upfront and as transparent as possible. As many of you probably know, I am both a tax sell investor and a real estate broker. Now, brokering real estate accounts for very little of my yearly income, but I do still broker properties for family and friends and myself from time to time. I've been licensed for almost two decades now, and I have plenty of experience in that arena. But I'm also not licensed in any state except for Florida, and I invest in a number of different states. And I don't always even utilize my license in my home state. So instead, I'll sell plenty of properties outside of the traditional realtor approach as for sale by owner or FISBO for short type transactions. So just to make it clear, this is not an episode on marketing or on how to use the realtor of your choice or how to select the best realtor or anything like that. I'm not going to go into all the strategies behind each one of those, so keep those in mind. We're just simply comparing. Should you go through a realtor or should you sell your tax sale property as a FISBO? Now, there are some people that will always want the hands-off approach that they get utilizing a realtor. Others will want to save a few bucks on every single transaction and don't mind putting in the work themselves. The truth is, there is not a one-size-fits-all solution to every single property for every single person. I prefer to take a much more individualized approach. And there are five primary factors that I really look at when I think about listing the property with a realtor or selling it as a FISBO. And most of these actually work in conjunction with each other to help me make the best decision. So let's take a look at a few of these. The first one is value. What is the value of the property? So as you probably know, a realtor makes their money. They make a commission when they sell that property. The commission is typically going to be around 5 or 6% for most properties. That's the number that most people are familiar with at least. But when you get to the lower valued properties, that percentage begins to increase exponentially. Let me explain it to you. So a realtor selling a $50,000 lot versus a $500 lot might actually have the same amount of time invested in marketing and selling both of those properties. Obviously, a $500 lot is an extreme example. But if you have, say, a vacant lot worth $3,000, you cannot expect a realtor to do a lot of work for you and sell for 5 to 6% as their commission. So you see, most transactions will involve a buyer's agent. You'll have the agent that works for you as your listing agent. 
Then you'll have an agent that brings in the buyer that works for the buyer. Now, a good agent on both sides will negotiate the best deal on behalf of their client. So essentially, your agent will typically get half of that commission in the majority of cases. Now, from there, they usually also have to split that commission that they receive with the brokerage that they hang their license at. And they might give that brokerage, say, 10% of the commission that they received. So in the example where you're paying the agent, say, 5% to sell a $3,000 vacant lot, that agent would walk away with $67. 5% of $3,000 split in half, and then 10% that goes to your agent's brokerages leaves $67. Obviously, that is a complete waste of time to most people. So instead, what they will do with the lower-valued properties is they will sell them for a fixed-rate commission. It might be $600 or $800, for example. That's a 20 to 25% commission on that same $3,000 property. Yeah, it absolutely sounds steep, but the realtor, they're still only making $270 in that example using the numbers that we just gave you, and it's not really even worth their time or expenses, although many will still do it. Now, I provide all these figures to help illustrate the challenges that a lot of realtors have when they go to sell the lower valued properties. But when you have a $200,000 property, the cut to the realtor might not be that big of a factor. That same $2,000 property, that cut's gonna be a huge factor. So obviously, the value of a property is a big determining factor on whether you should or should not use a realtor. For most lower valued properties, those cheap vacant lots, the best approach is typically going to be to sell it as a FISBO. Now, on that same topic, we must also consider your profit margin. Obviously, using a realtor costs money, and many people are concerned that by using a realtor, it's going to cut into their profits too much. Here's my take on it. The fact is, if you are concerned about 6 or 7%, taking up a majority of your margin, and you are not financially capable of using a realtor for that reason, then you should probably not have invested in that property in the first place. Your margins are much too thin. My suggestion is to always assume that you're going to be using a realtor. Budget for that realtor pre-purchase, and then if you decide to pivot at the last minute and sell it as a FISBO, you have a nice little buffer or additional profit in that deal. Obviously, by using a realtor, you do have to pay them, and your margin is going to get cut into some, but your margin should never be so slim that you're only making 6 or 7% of a deal. So again, budget for that realtor pre-purchase, and then if you want to sell it yourself, that's just more money in your pocket. Something else to consider, even before your purchase, is what you will be doing with the title. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, as you likely know, when you buy a tax-defaulted piece of real estate, the title will be considered clouded. This means that title insurance will not be available without additional effort, such as a suit to quiet title or a tax foreclosure certification. 
Now, if that's the first time you're hearing those terms, make sure you go back and check out my previously recorded episodes on those specific strategies. But in the end, it simply means you can't sell the property for full market value without a cleared title. It also means that most realtors won't want to get involved in that transaction either since just about every single realtor will only sell a property if it has title insurance. It's a great way to protect them as well as their seller and the buyer, of course. They won't want to get involved unless they can get title insurance. So your choices are to sell it with an as-is title or sell it with a cured or cleared title. Now, selling with an as-is title means you're going to sell it yourself as a FISBO. And it will also likely require some sort of -of out-of-the-box type approach that I usually teach about here on the podcast. Now, if you want to sell it with a cleared title so that you can get title insurance on the transaction and subsequently receive full market value, then you need to make that decision probably before you invest in that property so you can budget for it properly. A suit to quiet title or a tax foreclosure certification can cost you a grand or two and anywhere from 30 days to six or nine months, in some cases perhaps even longer, depending on how complex the suit to quiet title case is. So not only do you have to budget for the expense, which of course you should receive back as a value add to that property, but you also have to budget for the time that your money is going to be tied up in that property. In the end though, It will allow you to list that property with a realtor if you so choose. But a clear title is absolutely going to be a prerequisite to listing a piece of property with a realtor. So keep that in mind. All right, let's talk about skill and knowledge now. Believe it or not, there is some skill and knowledge required to sell real estate from a marketing standpoint, a legal standpoint, and a process type standpoint. You know, a skilled realtor is going to know this process. They're going to know all this stuff inside and out. They will have it down to a science, and many will even have team members that handle certain aspects of that transaction. Now, you can debate this all you want, but with a good realtor, the process of selling a piece of real estate should be seamless and will be much easier than doing it yourself. Knowing how to deal with potential customers, knowing the legal requirements, the marketing strategies, the flow to the transaction, all that kind of stuff, it does take time to learn. Now, if everything goes right and there are no hiccups, you could probably figure out enough of that stuff to get you by through perhaps Google or somewhere. But I can't tell you how many phone calls I get every single year from friends that have listed properties themselves and have put themselves into bad situations because they had no idea what they were doing. They thought it just looked easy. It does take some skill, and it does take some knowledge. It's very important to be humble enough to admit when you should take advantage of a realtor's skill and knowledge. If you have the slightest hesitation of what you can or can't do, or what you do or don't understand when it pertains to a real estate transaction, then hire a realtor. And during that transaction, learn from them, learn the process, watch what they are doing, take some training perhaps. And this is something that we teach about in the academy, but eventually, if you learn enough, if you invest the time to learn what you're doing, to learn the process, to learn the strategy, the marketing sides, the legal side, all that stuff, you will certainly be able to sell some FISBO properties 
in the end, if that is your goal. But don't jump right into it and assume that everything is going to be easy because oftentimes it is not. It takes time to learn. Now, the last one I want to discuss is the effort required. A lot of property owners underestimate the effort required to sell a piece of real estate. And I'm not talking about simply taking photos and posting that property for sale on Zillow. That's a very, very small portion of the equation. Now, before I get into it deeper, there are some FISBO styles that limit your required effort substantially. I'm a huge fan of using some of these systems that I've developed over the years to sell my FISBO properties that require very, very little effort, and a lot of it is automated. We teach this stuff in the academy, especially when it comes to properties that are out of town or out of state. But most people will approach selling real estate themselves in a conventional sense. They will simply try to do the same thing a realtor does. And that's what I'm talking about here. So it goes on Zillow. And then you start getting views. And then you start getting phone calls. You get one phone call and they want to see the property tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Because at 10 a.m. they are leaving town for weeks. But you have to work tomorrow. There's an issue, right? So you take time off work. They walk in the house. They walk out of the house two minutes later and they hate the property. Well, now you've wasted your time and perhaps even had your feelings hurt because you put so much thought into that remodel job that the buyers or potential buyers thought was hideous. Showings are never convenient and they can be quite a bit of aggravation. But let's say you finally get that property under contract. Well, at that point, there are a number of things that must be done in sequential order to get the property to closing. Oftentimes, one of those things will be an inspection, a home inspection, and buyers frequently use these as tools to negotiate the price down even further in many situations. That little tiny leak from the shower faucet that they found that might only require a 10 cent rubber washer to properly repair is suddenly looked at by the buyer and their inspector as a major plumbing issue that has the potential to flood the entire house and could actually rot every single piece of wood in that house and then the entire house would crumble to the floor. And the only solution for it is a $20,000 repair credit that you have to take off of the sales price or you lose those buyers, you lose the past couple of weeks while the property was under contract and you start the process all over again. New marketing, new showing, all that fun stuff. Unfortunately, this exact situation I have seen happen before. goes from a 10 cent rubber washer to $20,000 and potentially losing that contract. It is laughable, absolutely, it's ridiculous. And it's also incredibly frustrating, but it must be dealt with using tact and strategy. The point of that little story is to emphasize that selling real estate yourself takes time, it takes money, and it takes effort. When you pay a realtor, the reason you're paying a realtor is to have those things handled for you. If you sell a property through typical FISBO methods, all those things will fall right on top of your shoulders. So be certain that you know what you're getting yourself into. Listen, in the end, there is no perfect scenario. I'm not advocating for realtors. I'm not advocating for selling a piece of property yourself. There are times that you should sell properties yourself, and there are times when you should use a realtor. But before you attempt to do either one, I highly 
suggest that you take the time to educate yourself. If you are going to use a realtor, you need to learn how to find the best realtor for this situation. You need to learn how to work with that realtor. You need to learn when to take their advice, when to push back, when to negotiate. You need to learn all of that stuff. If you're selling a property yourself, well, obviously there's quite a bit involved in that as well. So make sure you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into if you decide to go that route. I really hope that this episode has helped you understand just a few of the factors involved in determining whether you should sell a tax sale investment yourself or if you should utilize a realtor. My goal is to help educate as many future and current tax sale investors as possible in whatever way that I can. And I truly hope that I'm able to play just a small role in your quest for tax sale success. If we can provide any additional help, be sure to visit the links in our show notes section. And one of those links, of course, will take you to our primary site at taxcellacademy.com, where we provide our most in-depth and comprehensive tax sell investment training. And if you found any value at all in this episode or any of our episodes here on the Tax Cell Podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a positive review for us on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on right now. It really makes a huge difference in the rankings of this podcast. And we also enjoy you letting us know that we're able to help, which provides us that continued motivation to produce more and more episodes. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Make it a successful day. See ya.